We're in week two of a series we've titled Beyond, and I'm really believing that God is going to do beyond in your life. My hope and my prayer throughout this series is that God would take the limits off for you to experience more of God in your life, more of his presence, more of his blessings in your life. The Salvation Army is located in 131 countries around the globe. It's a $2 billion organization that helps 43 million people every year. It has more than 3.3 million volunteers. It serves 60 million meals to the hungry. Over the last 10 years, the Salvation Army has provided $89.8 million in disaster relief assistance around the world. And every year, they help 153 thousand people struggling with substance abuse and they help countless children and senior citizens with daycare and transportation and hospital assistance. What a phenomenal organization the Salvation Army is. And, and one day, Dr. J. Wilbur Chapman asked General William Booth, a Methodist preacher and the founder of the Salvation Army, was asked this question. What is the secret of your success? And after some hesitation, tears came to his eyes and William Booth said this. I will tell you the secret. God has had all there was of me. There have been men with greater brains than I have, men with greater opportunities, but from the day that I got the poor of London on my heart and caught a vision of what Jesus could do with them, on that day, I made up my mind that God should have all of William Booth there was. And Dr. J. Wilbur Chapman said, I learned from William Booth that the greatness of a man's power is in the measure of his surrender. Surrender is key to greatness. Surrender is key to experiencing God's exceedingly, abundantly, beyond the blessings in your life. And we're going to see this in our key verse for the series. The key verse for the series is Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. It says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, beyond all that we can ask or think. Now, here's what I want to focus on. I didn't focus on this part last week. I want to focus right here. According to the power that works within us. The Bible says that God will do abundantly. He'll do exceedingly. He'll do beyond in our lives according to the power that works in us. The level in which you allow God to work in you will determine the level you experience exceeding abundantly beyond in your life. And the major sign that you're allowing God to work in you comes down to one word. And that word is the word Surrender. The level of your surrender will determine the level of your beyond. Did you realize that following Jesus is about a life of surrender? Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple, my follower, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. 
Jesus says, if you really want to follow me, if you really want to be my disciple, if you really want to be my follower, you have to deny yourself. It's all about a life of surrender. It's a life of constantly surrendering your will to God's will, to surrendering your ways to God's ways, surrendering your thoughts to God's thoughts, surrendering your desires to God's desires, surrendering your actions to God's actions. The life of discipleship is a life of Surrender. Everybody wants to experience exceedingly, abundantly beyond. But the scripture says that's going to take place according to the power that works in you. Your level of surrender will determine the level you experience exceedingly, abundantly, beyond in your life. And I want to encourage you right up front in this message, surrender your life to God because God can do more with it than you can. So just say, God, I surrender today. God, I surrender all to you today. And to better understand this word surrender, to better get our minds wrapped around it so that we can experience exceedingly abundantly, abundantly beyond, I want us to look at the life of Abraham and Isaac, the life of Abraham and Isaac, a very interesting story. And I want to point out and pull out four truths about surrender. I'd encourage you to get your pen or your phone or something and jot some notes down because I know everybody wants to experience exceedingly, abundantly, beyond. And the key is you got to let God work in you. You got to surrender. And these truths will help you surrender fully to God. And the first is surrender is a test. Surrender is a test. We're going to look at Genesis chapter number 22 and verse number one says this. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Now, I have to admit, as a father of four children, this is a difficult passage of scripture to understand on why God would even ask Abraham to do this. But what's super important to understand is that God was testing Abraham and not tempting him. There's a big difference between a test and a temptation. Satan tempts you to destroy your faith. God tests you to develop your faith. Satan tempts you to sidetrack your faith. God will test you to strengthen your faith. And in this story, God tested Abraham's faith. God wanted to see if Abraham would fully surrender to God. It's just like at school. You see, at school, when you're giving a test, we got students that you're still in school, you're taking tests. I remember when I was in school, you, 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 the test would reveal where you really were. So you took the test, and then you got back a grade that told you where you were. You got an A on the test. You got a B on the test. Come on, where my C students say, Come on, lift them hands up and say, thank you, Lord. You got a C on the test. I'm not going to even ask what my D students are. We're just praying for you today. The, the F students, you got an F on the test, and it revealed where you really were. And when God gives us a test, it reveals where we are when it comes to our level of surrender. How is your grade 
when it comes to surrender. Are you getting an A? Are you surrendered to God? Are you getting a B? Are, are, you getting, are you just average at surrendering to God? Are you getting a D? Some of you are getting a failing grade when it comes to the area of surrender. When God wants you to surrender to him, he has blessing on his mind. God tests you to prepare you for a life of beyond on what he wants to do in your life and through your life. But here's the key. Everybody wants to experience exceedingly abundantly beyond, but the key is you got to pass the test. You got to pass the surrender test. Let me give you a second truth about surrender, and that is surrender is giving up what you love for what you love more. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2, check this out. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love. We all have people we love. We all have things we love. Whom you love, Isaac, and go to the, the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain, I will show you. And, and understand the story, Abraham and Sarah had been praying for years that God, God had promised them this child, and they've been praying and believing God for a child, and then they finally have a child in their old age, and his name is Isaac. And once they have this child and they're raising this child, this promised child, then God says, I want you to surrender this child to me and God tested Abraham. Abraham, would you give up what you love for what you love more? Surrendering to God is about giving up what you love for what you love more, your heavenly father. You know, I'm a foodie. I like to eat food. I enjoy food. If you follow me on social media this past week, I put up how I ate gizzards like come on um, a couple few weeks ago I put up how I ate octopus and I just man I, I will I, I like food and I'm a germaphobe on top of that so don't be messing with my food anybody know what I'm talking about I will hurt you don't mess with my food and and then you know I've got a family four kids and a wife and sometimes my family wants me to share my food with them. Somebody, sometimes somebody will say, Tiffany might say, can I have some of your fries? <laughs> no, but I'll buy you some. <laughs> no, 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 I don't do that. I, I give up what I love, my fries, for what I love more, Tiffany. Sometimes. I'm just playing, church. I, I'm just playing. Kind of. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm just playing. But, but listen, we all have things in our life that we, we, we just, we, we don't want to let go of. We, we want to we wanna hold on to. It's off limits. Don't you touch it. You tell people, don't you touch it. It might be your favorite coffee maker. It might be the TV. Don't you touch that TV. Don't you touch that remote. It might be the man cave. Don't you touch it. Don't you go in there. It might be the grill. It might be the chocolate in the bowl. Don't you touch that chocolate. That's my chocolate. It might be your phone. Don't you touch my phone. It's off limit. It might be your shoes. Or maybe it's your car. Don't you touch my car. You cannot drive my car. It might be your purses. Don't you mess with my purses. I will hurt you if you touch my purses. I mean, it's just off limits. And the question is, do you have anything in your life that you tell God, don't you touch it. It's off limits. What are you unwilling to surrender to the Lord? Is it that relationship? Is it that habit? Maybe you tell God, no, you can't have my kids. 
God will give us some other things, but not my, not my career. God, not, it's, it's my money. It's, it's my possessions. You, you can't have that. Maybe it's your time or, or it's your talent. You think of God, it's all limits to you. Maybe it's a mindset or it's your pride. You say, God, you can't have that. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's your business and, and it's your idol. Maybe it's your social media. You say, God, you cannot have it. What is that thing that you love so much that you're not willing to surrender it to the Lord? Whatever it is, it's keeping you from experiencing exceedingly, abundantly, beyond. Whatever you're holding on to, whatever you're unwilling to let go, it's keeping you because God says, I will do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond, according to the power that works in you. And God says, if you'll surrender, I'll do beyond what you can think or even imagine. Number three, there's a, there's, a third, there's a third truth here that will help us all when it comes to surrender, and that is surrender is worship. Surrender is worship. Notice back in Genesis chapter 22, verse 5. He said to his servants, Abraham did, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. I, I could preach right there on then we. He said, we going to come back, but that, I don't have time to dive into that. That's just a little tidbit for you to study on your own. But he says, we will worship. Abraham said he was going up to worship. Abraham understood what we all have to understand about surrender. And that is, whenever I surrender to God, it's worship. God, God, I'm surrendering my son to you. I'm, I'm going up to to worship. My surrender is worship. Whenever I, I give my time to God and every week I serve in the kids ministry on Sundays to invest in children or I serve on Wednesday nights to invest in students in, in Epic or I'm out in the parking lot or greeting or working a camera. I'm, I, I, God, I'm surrendering my time. You're not just giving up your time. It's worship to the Lord. You surrender your talents to God. Maybe you have an administrative gift and you say, God, I'm going to leverage this administrative talent that you've given me to help build the church and see lives changed. Or, or God, you've given me the technology gift and, and I can help out in technology and see lives changed through technology. Or maybe you play an instrument or, or you sing. God's giving you a singing talent. And you say, God, I'm on the worship team using my talent. You're not just giving God your talent. You're worshiping. That gift. Listen, surrendering your talent to God is worship. Maybe it's your treasure, it's tithing and, and giving offerings, and you just feel like, no, I'm just giving, or I'm just tithing. No, that is worship to the Lord. Whatever you surrender to God is worship. Sometimes we think worship is just singing a song or lifting our hands to God. No, worship, whenever you surrender to God, it's worship to the Lord. I want you to see a fourth truth, truth about surrender, a fourth truth, and that is surrender leads to supernatural provision. Surrender leads to supernatural provision. Let's look back in the story. Genesis chapter 22 and verse 12. It says, do not lay a hand on the boy. This is the angel of the Lord. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld. You didn't withhold. You didn't hold on. You let go. You surrendered from me, your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns, he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place. I love this. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. 
And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Abraham surrendered to God and God supplied a ram in the bush. The Lord provided for Abraham exceedingly, abundantly, beyond provision. And listen, church, a surrendered life leads to supernatural provision. A surrendered life leads to supernatural provision. Let's go on and look at that next verse. I'm just walking it down the verse. I I, I stopped at verse 14. Now let's pick up in verse 15 in Genesis 22. It says, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld, you haven't withheld, you let go, you surrender. You have not withheld your son, your only son. Notice this, I will surely bless you. Everybody wants this part right here. I will surely bless you, but are you withholding? Are you surrendering? I will surely bless you. I'm going to do exceedingly abundantly beyond Abraham. I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. Abraham, I'm getting ready to bless your socks off, Abraham. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Why? Notice this. Because you have obeyed me. Because you have surrendered fully to me. God told Abraham, you have surrendered, so I'm going to bless you exceedingly, abundantly, and beyond. People's church, God is not looking for your strength. He's looking for your surrender. Everybody wants to. I'm strong. I can hold on. Let me tell you what I can do. Let me tell you how smart. Uh, Let me tell you how wise. Let me tell you what I got. Let me tell you what I can do. Let me show off my talents. God's not after your strength. God is after your surrender. Will you surrender to me? Will you yield to me? When I speak, will you obey me? Will you say, I'm not wanting your strength. I'm wanting your surrender. I will bless you if you can surrender. He's after your surrender. He's after your surrender. He's after your surrender. He's after your surrender. What Isaac in your life are you holding on to? God says, I want to do exceedingly, abundantly beyond, but you're trying to hold on to the Isaac. You're trying to hold on to the habit. You're trying to hold on to the relationship. You're trying to hold on. The number one thing I see Christians struggle with surrendering to God is in the area of finances. God, I'm going to hold on. And not let go. There's a couple in our church, Ricky and Arla. And Ricky and I are friends. And Ricky shared with me what God spoke to his heart to do last year during November. He came up to me. He spoke to me. I was blown away by what God spoke to his heart to do. And Ricky wanted to share his story. I said, Rick, I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to share my story. And then he got COVID-19. <laughs> and said, man, I'm, I'm not feeling good, Pastor. But then Ricky texted me this. He said, Pastor, I think the devil is trying to keep me from sharing my story. Because I believe people are going to be blessed. And he fought through it. He worked hard. We had to do, set it up via Zoom so that we could, he could quarantine. So we, the quality is not the quality we normally have in a video. But his story is so powerful. The story of surrender. I want you to hear from Ricky and Arla Bradford about surrender. Check this out. We actually had some friends who attend People's Church, and this is probably 
eight years ago and you know we were like okay so we'll we'll try it and pastor cooper was preaching on tithing yes <laughs> prior to that i felt like i was just a person that was giving money to a church the way that he said that he and tiffany also gave setting an example and then saying okay follow my lead that's different you know and so it just resonated with me you know i was taught my mom and dad taught me to tithe it's something that uh, rick was very passionate about i was passionate about it's something that we talked about early on it, it was non-negotiable for us and we left with you know our souls being fed and our spirits being fed here this is our new church home and we were talking about the giving challenge pastor was going over it and the passing the cards out or whatever and I prayed about it I said God what would you have me do what would you have us do and you know sometimes you got to be careful what you ask God for uh, the amount was a thousand dollars a week so on top mm -hmm. of her time mm -hmm. I was like nah I know for a fact that ain't real that ain't that ain't no my first reaction was, really? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, hey, this is what God, God is telling me to do. So who, who am I to say, you know, no, God, no, that's too much. I was like, okay, God, every week starting in 2020, we're going to write the check. I'm not going to ask questions. I know you'll provide. Okay, I'm all in. Now, mind you, we didn't know nothing about COVID coming. It's been tough. You know, I've taken um, a pay cut at work, not once, but twice. This by far has been the most challenging year business-wise for me. As a car dealer, an independent dealer, we have to sell cars to stay open. Uh, there has been times where I have been like, Lord, you sure you want me to give this week? You know, bills are still coming and this is going. So absolutely, there's been weeks, but you know, even despite that, uh, just God's been, he's been faithful still. In this season, uh, in particular, Rick and I and our oldest, um, we had caught COVID. Um, and, and, you know, mind you, while we're trying to recuperate at home and rest and, and heal our bodies and, you know, we, we have a business. And, you know, after being cleared, he, you know, he's looking at the cars that we have to sell or they're gonna cost us. We pray every morning, Lord, this is this is what needs to go today, God. <laughs> you know, these are the cars that need to go. And God did just that. You know, Rick calls me and he's like, I got rid of a truck that had to go. So we don't have to pay, pay that curtailment this week. God is, is saying, hey, I'm sending them. You just need to trust that I'm gonna send them. The more you surrender, the more it allows God to show you who he is in terms oh, yeah. of not just monetary value, but just things that, you know, you know as God breathed. The more I surrender, the more I see him do. But it's amazing the peace that God gives you. You know, when you've been through some previous trials and tribulations that he's taken you through, I would just encourage someone who may be struggling with tithing or, you know, maybe not consistent or, you know, Give God your first fruits. Just try him. You know, he, Malachi 310, you know, test me in this. And God's saying, hey, you just try me and see if I won't 
you know, pour open those floodgates, pour open those blessings and, you know, provide for you and, you know, watch things just start to turn around. That's all I can say is, is try him and see, you know, if he won't take care of you because I know he will. He proves that over and over and over again. Is there anybody else that knows he's faithful? When I said, is there anybody else online that knows he's faithful? I said, is there anybody else that knows that he's faithful? What a story. What you don't know about Ricky is Ricky also, the last couple of years, he's, this, this is the business that's donated one of the cars every year. This is Pastor, I want to bless somebody with a car. God spoke to me, and I'm just going to surrender. And one of the most difficult areas for people to surrender is in the area of finances. And I love Arla. She just quoted the scripture, got it memorized, knows her Bible. But she stole her pastor's verse today. Thank you, Arla, for doing that. Here's what the Bible says about Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And what I want you to notice is, is test me in this. It's the only place in the Bible where I can find where God says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. This is tithing is a surrender test. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe. This is talking about divine protection, says the Lord Almighty. And what a promise in the scripture of surrendering and then God saying, I will bless your life. And yet it's a challenge for so many people. And what I want to do for the next few moments, I want to give you four reasons why people just struggle to surrender the tithe to God. Well, Pastor, why, why, why do I struggle? Why do so many struggle? I want to just talk to you about that for just a few moments. And, and, and here's the first reason why people struggle with surrendering the tithe to God. And that is people say, well, it's under the law. It's under the law. I've heard people say, I don't tithe because tithing is under the law and now we're under grace. So since we're under grace, pastor, I don't do the tithing thing. But, but tithing is not law, it's life. It's a life-giving principle. It's not law, it's, it's life. Did you realize that 600 years before the law was ever given, people were tithing? Because tithing preceded the law because it's not law, it's life. Let me show you this in Genesis chapter 14, verse 20, 600 years before the law was ever given. It says, and praise be to, to, to God most high who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The word tithe literally means tenth. Abraham tithed before the law was given because it's not law. It's life. Notice in Genesis 28 and verse 22, before the law was ever given, it says, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. Jacob tithe gave 10% before the law was ever given because it's not law, it's life. Even Jesus talked about the tithe 
after the law. So it precedes the law. It was in the law. And then after the law, when, when Jesus came, he talked about the tithe in Matthew 23 and verse 23. He says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. You see, tithing is not law, it's life. It's about surrendering to God so that we can experience exceedingly, abundantly beyond. I want you to see a, a second reason people struggle with surrendering the tithe to God. And number two is this, I already tithe. People say, well, I already tithe. And one of the things that I love the most about People's Church is every single Sunday and every single Wednesday at our youth services, people give their life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to say that again. Every single so we can never let this get old every single sunday and every single wednesday people that were hell bound give their life to jesus and now they're heaven bound i think that's worth clapping for at every campus i think that's worth putting in the chat line praise the lord thank you jesus that people are coming to faith in christ every single week and so we have people that are, are new to the faith who don't understand what tithing means and then we actually have people that have been a part of church a long time. They, 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 they've been a part of the local church, but they still just don't quite understand what tithing really means. And people think this, well, I already tithe because I give money and help my cousin in them. I, I tithe because I, I give money to the Salvation Army. I, I, I give money to an orphanage. I, I, I give money to a home, homeless person on the street. So I'm, I, I tithe, but... Here's what the scripture says in Malachi chapter 3 and back in verse 10. It says, bring the whole tithe, the entire 10% into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. The Bible teaches that we should give the tithe to the local church where we worship so that there is food in God's house to do ministry. So here, here's what the tithe is all about. It's not about control. It's about surrender. And But you know what? We love control. We love control so much, we want to tell God what we want to do. No, God, I'm going to tell you, God, what I'm going to do with my tithe. And God says, no, I'm not wanting your strength. I'm wanting your surrender. I want you to surrender to me and to my word. I want you to give your tithe to the storehouse, wherever you worship. And then over and above the tithe, you can give offerings. We need to support missionaries and we need to support the Salvation Army. And we need to help the homeless. And, and we, we, we need to help the kids that we feed every year in Haiti. With, 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 with not only do we feed them, but give them a Christian education and, and food and clothing. We, we do that. But the tithe goes to the storehouse. Then we give over and above the tithe what's called offerings. I want you to see a third thing, a third, a third reason people struggle with surrendering the tithe. And third of all is the church doesn't need my money. People say, well, the church doesn't need my money. I've actually had people say this to me. They say, Pastor, you don't get up and beg for money. I, I was wondering, how come you don't get up and beg for money? You know, Pastor, you, I've never been at people's church where you pass the offering plate three times in a service. 
Now, we don't pass it at all right now because of COVID-19, but you know what I mean? Like, like you, you've never been in, in a service where you've never seen me come out. In, in 18 years of people's church, we've never taken up a Sunday offering and then come back to you and say, hey, y'all, what enough? We're passing it again, y'all. What enough? Like, that, that's never happened at people's church. We do not do that. You know what we do at people's church? We simply teach God's word. We don't beg. We, 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 we just don't operate that way at people's church. Before people's church ever started, my wife and I, Tiffany and I, you know what we decided? This church is going to be a church of high integrity. This church is going to be a church that just teaches God's word, trusts God, and we know that God is a provider. And can I tell you, at People's Church for, for over 18 years, we've always paid our bills on time. Our board of directors have an outside firm that audits the church's financial books every year, and our audits come back clean every year. We take seriously in managing your tithe and offerings, and then we give generously to local, national, and international missions and even during this pandemic churches have had to let go of staff members during this pandemic there have actually been churches that have had to close their doors but can I tell you at people's church to God be the glory we haven't had to lay off any of our staff matter of fact we didn't step back our giving we stepped up our giving to missions we stepped up our giving to help the hurting and the poor and the broken and those in need come on somebody give God praise in the middle of a pandemic God has been faithful. You see, at People's Church, we always have more vision than we do resources. God has given us a big vision to reach the entire world with the love of God. Are you glad that you're a part of church that has vision? You're not coming to church and we go, well, we don't know where we want to go. We don't have nothing we want to do. No, we got vision from God. We're praying, hearing from God, and we're reaching our world with the good news of Jesus Christ. And our vision moves at the speed of your giving. Our vision, we always got more vision than we do resources. And then the vision moves at the speed of your resources. And we told you last week about a big need of technology. We've got cameras and equipment as old as 2006 that we're operating from and projectors and all types of equipment. And we realize that we've got to leverage technology like never before. More than half of our church is still watching services online. Kids and youth ministry that's happening online. Listen, our campuses that watch via video the sermons, they're depending on our technology. The thousands online around the world that are coming to faith in Christ through technology and we're literally we're literally this close from not being able to offer our services online, not being able to, to stream to our campuses because of the equipment. And so, you know what we do at People's Church? We're not going to beg you, beat you, whoop you, bribe you. That's not what we do at People's Church. You know what we do? Just pray. Seek God and just say, God, what do you want me to do? If God doesn't speak anything to you, don't do anything. But he speaks to a lot of us as we just pray and say, God, what do you want me to surrender over and above my tithe for the next year to dream builders, to give extravagant, extravagantly, God, where we got about a $1.5, $2 million upgrade that we would love to make so that we can continue to reach people and disciple people with the good news through technology. And let me say this to you. If you're a first time guest here, you're, I'm so glad you're here. And let me say this to you. You don't feel any pressure to give or to pray. And you might be sitting there thinking, mm-hmm, I knew it. 
I knew it, Bertha. All the church wants is my money. I knew it. That's just not true. That's, that's not true. There's three or four Sundays a year where I get up and I teach our church biblical principles on how to honor God, how to surrender to the Lord. But we're so glad you're here and you don't need to feel any pressure to participate. Yes, our church, our vision moves at the speed of giving. And here's what I want you to do. Just take a picture of this. Buildthedream.tv. Come on, everybody get your camera out at home or in the building. Buildthedream.tv. If you'll get a picture of that, don't go there now. Go to this website after the service. Not now. But if you'll go after the service to buildthedream.tv, you can see the technology upgrade. You can see the local, the national, international missions. You can begin to pray and say, God, what do you want me to do as an individual? What do you want our family to do? Oh, God, we want to see more lives change. Oh, God, we got to get, we got to leverage technology. Oh, God, help our church move forward and to see more changed lives. You can spend time praying and seeking the face of God. And then on December the 6th, we're going to give a huge miracle offering. We're going to give aggressively toward the one-year commitment that we've made to Dream Builders. And you can find the commitment cards on the website, on the People's Church app. And People's Church, I'm excited for one thing to happen. More changed lives. Here's the fourth reason. Here's the fourth reason that I hear people say, and that is, I can't afford to tithe. I can't afford to tithe. And as your pastor, my heart goes out. I'm a pastor at heart. I pray for you. I intercede for you every single day. And it's been a tough season. People are concerned. Things are tight. Economic downturn. People are worried. Am I going to lose my job? What's going on with the economy? What do I do? And people feel like this, Pastor, I can't afford to tithe. I can't afford to tithe. And as you're, please hear me. Please hear my heart. I do not want something from you. I want something for you. Matter of fact, if you don't tithe now and you decide not to ever tithe, if people continue to give at the rate that they're giving, we're, we're just fine. We can pay all the bills. We can move forward. So, so I'm not doing this to try to get something from you. Here's what I really want. I really want you to surrender. Because it's in the surrendering that God does exceedingly, abundantly. Beyond. It's in the surrender. It's in the surrender. And you can't afford not to tithe because you need God's provision. You, you need God's protection. Like, like I want you to live under this open heaven where God can supernaturally bless your life. I want that for you. Oh, but pastor, I'm nervous. Things are tight. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, would you, would you, would you trust God? Scripture, scripture says this. God said this in Malachi chapter 3. Test me. Just test me. And see if I won't be faithful to provide, to bless, to meet your needs. We believe that scripture so much. We believe the Bible. I believe the Bible from Genesis all the way to the maps. I believe it. God's word is true. We believe that so much that we've set up a three-month tithe challenge. For you to test God, it's really just a money, it's a money-back guarantee. You go on the People's Church app or the website or in the lobbies at all the campuses, there are cards, three-month tithe challenge cards. Fill one out, turn it in. Fill it out online, turn it in. And for the next 90 days, give in a trackable way to the church. And if God doesn't bless you as you test him, you just call the church back and say, you know what, God, God hasn't blessed me, and we'll just refund your money. Because that's how much we believe. If you will just test God and surrender, he's going to bless your 
life. You know what, worship team, would you come out? I'm going to ask the worship team to join me here. And You know what, I believe that God wants surrender to happen in our finances, in our relationships, in our careers, with our children. God wants surrender to happen in our lives. In church right now, at every campus, would you close your eyes? Online, if you're not driving, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. But if you're not driving, close your eyes. Don't leave early. Don't slip off. Don't sign off the computer. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. God is not after your strength. He's after your surrender. What Isaac are you holding on to? Come on, church. Let's sing this song together. Let's surrender to him. Here is where I lay it down. You are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Come on, surrender, church. Here is where I lay it down. You are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender. Come on, this let's sing it, church. Surrender. Come on, surrender to him. This is where I lay it down. You are all I'm Come on, somebody surrendering. Trust him with your kids. Trust him with your job. Trust him with your money. Trust him with your health. Surrender. God's got exceedingly, abundantly, beyond blessing. Make room. Make room. right now. Would you just open your hands like this to God wherever you're sitting. Come on, just open your hands to God. Come on, just surrender. Come on, society, just open your hand up before the Lord. Come on, somebody open your hands. Say, God, I give it to you. I give you my marriage. I, I give you my dating. I, Lord, it's hard to trust you, but I trust you today. I give it to you. I make room today. Come on, give it to him. Come on, give it to him. Come on, give it to him. Come on, church, surrender. Come on, give it to him. Give him your addiction. Give it to him. This is my surrender. 